It's the worst. <laughs> it made me look craggly. I helped too. <laughs> yeah, I did help. Nobody nobody happens to think Tin. It's just Tin goes first. Tin, give us your pinky finger to help unlock this door. Tin, Tin, do this. Tin, tin hurt. Hold Ertleby. <laughs> to be fair, they also asked <laughs> Tin to be quiet. Tin got an Tin tried. <laughs> I tried. I just imagine her, like, she was just, like, really, uh, like, starting to get, like, creepy, so she was just, like... <laughs> she needs a little, the just, little like, the oil dropper that the, the Tin Man has, where, like... <laughs> Tin needs to be brought into maintenance. It's her time for a while maintenance check. <laughs> Pit stop. Have, has Tin gotten her oil changed in the last three months? <laughs> Woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team. But at least we've got no This is Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers. In our last episode, the group rescued Tompkins and battled their way out of an inn full of nightmares. Attempting to flee the city, the group instead found themselves behind bars, as is the way of all adventuring groups. However, thanks to some roguish skills and a cat named Pertleby, the group managed to escape capture. We now join the Worldwalkers as they say goodbye to the grand city of Tremessa. Um, on that note, you... <clears throat> dart out of the city, make a hard right out of the gate, and take off running. Tompkins is with you, obviously, um, and Roberto's cat is following close behind. Thank God. Have we left the city? Yeah, the gate, you were right at the gate, so you just zip, boom. You're outside right. of the gate immediately. I yell, Vasa, yell back behind us, sorry. Vasa <laughs> immediately hushes Roberto, being like, shh, what do you think we just spent all this time accomplishing? And then she uh, she looks to Robert. She looks to Tompkins. And says, "Where now?" He's he's running. Just follow me. Okay. So once you get about an hour away from the town, but what? Right when the city's almost out of sight, if it is, Vasa would pause just maybe five seconds and blow a reluctant kiss to the city before Aww. turning back and running with the friends. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not exactly an hour, but once you're sufficiently yeah. away from the city, Tompkins stops to catch his breath, and uh, he says, "All right, we um, I there's a there's a portal for us to get off this world. It's it's not that far from here. It's about two days away. Um, it's it's a little bit f- past the city of Bridgeport, which Roberto, you would know, Bridgeport is a uh, beautiful." Uh, fishing city that sits on a, a a large, large lake. Yes. And uh, he says, I don't, you know, I don't think we should stop in the town at all unless you guys think we need to. I think we should just leave, but it's up to you guys. Question. <clears throat> Does Bridgeport have elephants? <laughs> I they They might. They're kind of a merchant's paradise. It's something Va- of a. Ah, Vasa says, "We'll get it." We'll Vasa get it says, "We well, should be an careful." <laughs> I don't know if an elephant well, would fit inside it. the portal. Oh. Oh. 
You mean if I got an elephant, it couldn't I come with us? I mean, us? I don't know where all we're going, but like, at least off this world, I don't. It's got it. We got. We got to go behind a waterfall and through some caves. Okay, we don't have to get an elephant. <laughs> Are we going to a water temple? If we're going behind a waterfall. I'm pretty confident we're going to a water temple. <laughs> no, and he kind of thinks for a second. He goes, no, it's not a water temple. It's just a series of caves oh, that fine. leads to the next world. Vasa says, um, do you think there will be a shard at the end of these caves? I, I, I couldn't tell you. I just know that in order to leave this area, we have to go to that area. Vasa looks at the group and she says, well, I'm fucking tired of this world anyway. What do you, what do you say? <laughs> Yeah, I think if we stay here any longer, we're just going to endanger more people. So let's do it. Um, But now that Tompkins knows what you guys are going to do, he takes some confident steps forward. And it's at this point that you're kind of starting to uh, maybe one or all of you can be thinking this. It's up to you. Um, But some of you may start to put together that maybe this is why Tompkins is your guide. He doesn't seem to know where the shards are, but, you know, he knows where to take you next. And you're you're not sure you have all the pieces of the puzzle yet, but you've been trying to figure out why Tompkins. So, yeah, I mean, like when you left the town, you came right into an area where a shard was. And now Tompkins knows exactly where to go to get off this world. And you don't know if he's going the right way, but... You're wondering, some of you may be putting it together that maybe this is what Patch meant by Tompkins mm-hmm. knowing where to go. Mm-hmm. Vasa so. would have given Tompkins a side eye as Tompkins assumes an air of confidence that is unusual for him. <laughs> so you guys travel for a day's worth and it's getting late and uh, <clears throat> Tompkins finds a nice place to rest. And then he stops and thinks and he turns around and he goes, wait a second. Um, are we gonna, are we gonna rest? Um, Vasa looks to the group and says, how are we feeling? Crappy. Uh, Very uh, crappy. (laughs) It's been like a day and we didn't sleep very well. We should definitely not all go to sleep again, is my vote. Yeah, we could take, we could set up camp. Uh, Vasa would say, uh, we should... We'll need to rest eventually. Um, this is the goodest place as any, isn't it, Tompkins? And he says, well, I mean, is there any place that's safe? Now is not the time to become clever, Tompkins. No, then, I'm saying um, that if we fall asleep, what if they come out of Erdlebee's shadow again? Or any of our shadows? If they don't have shadows to come out of, can they just not appear? What if we just wake to the middle of the day? And, and lie very, very flat. Wouldn't we have <laughs> shadows then? I mean, I don't know if it's shadows they're coming out of. I mean, they're coming out of our dreams, I think, right? I... Hmm. How can we avoid dreaming? Hmm. Vasa says, uh, well, we need to rest eventually. Let's just take shifts sleeping. Okay. And we'll wake, we'll wake each other immediately if their sleep summons a creature. All right, so you guys start to set up camp. Who's going to sleep? Uh, Roberto doesn't have to sleep for a while. Or, wait, yeah, at all. <laughs> well, to get stuff back, you do. I don't have, Um, I actually used up two hit dice on the last thing, and I got the full health. 
Okay. And I'm not missing any spells, so I'm pretty cool. good to go, guys. <laughs> so yeah. I can actually... The Forge don't need to sleep. They only need to sleep if they want stuff back. Yeah, so I can take... Yeah, I'm full health, so... It'll be with sleep. So, so just pointing out that Vasa is technically full health, but she would sleep just to be realistic in the game, because they can't just go on. Yeah. So she, um, as soon as Tin and Yeah, Roberto, you would start suffering drawbacks if you tried to stay yeah. awake. Actually, um, Vasa would say only two of us should sleep um, for an hour or so to see if anything happens. We can't risk all four of us summoning a nightmare. So she would point to Ertleby and Tompkins. Sleep and... on command. <laughs> well, I don't know. Ertleby, are you able to go to sleep? She's gone. She, she, like the second Vasa <laughs> pointed at her, she's like, <sighs> she was actually asleep before that. She just fell asleep with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is going to be a problem. Sometimes she likes to take naps. <laughs> Cat naps. Um. So... <laughs> She lays down to go to sleep and just kind of curls up into a cat. Uh, uh, Tompkins, he's kind of, he's laying there, but his eyes are wide open. Vasa notices this and she walks over and she says, Tompkins, you're wasting sleeping time. Go to sleep. Um, I don't know if I can sleep. I don't, I'm scared. Tin looks at him and his, she says, well, I may not like you. And I may be scary to you, but <laughs> I have helped protect you, and I would say that you're pretty safe, uh, and that sleeping is the best way to gain back your your strength and sanity. So sleep while you can, because you never know when you're not going to be able to next. Uh, let's do a charisma check and see if uh, your words soothe him. Twelve. He kind of takes a deep breath and says, oh... I mean, I'll try. And he kind of turns over onto his side and uh, closes his eyes. And within a few seconds, you just hear the most obnoxious snoring. God damn it. This <laughs> 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 is this labored breathing. But he does go to sleep. Vasa shakes her head and sits herself down nearby. She's not um, sleeping, but she's obviously trying to at least rest physically. Um, give me... What is your passive perception checks? 16. Oh. 11. Mm-hmm. 11. Well, I'm scared. <laughs> and then nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> and everything was fine. Tompkins picked a good place with his mind powers. I'm, I'm, I'm getting annoyed at... Tompkins snoring. So I kind of like <laughs> shove him with my foot a little bit. Vasa <laughs> pushes Roberto off being like, Psst, come on, otherwise I'll have to sleep some other time and they'll slow us down. So you hear um, something rip into flesh as the nightmare creatures have formed over both uh, Ertleby and Tompkins. And has crit them both. Um, Ertleby, you take <gasps> nine damage. If you're unconscious and people attack one. you, if you're unconscious and they attack you, uh, it's an automatic crit. And Tompkins is also, he just and just kind of convulses and then goes limp. Oh, um, as two of these creatures rise up and spread out and get ready to rush the rest of you. First round, Vasa, you're first. Well, Vasa immediately 
Sorry, grandmother. She goes for the Tompkins one. Um, she basically, I don't know if it's like, well, first she would attack it. Let's just, let's just attack it. Let's yep. just attack that thing. Okay. What baloney is this? I'm dying. Well, both of them, both of them are dying. Um, if she, I mean, she might try to jostle Tompkins, but you know, Tompkins looks pretty unconscious. So let's see. Should first we, roll. Should you like do a range attack first before, so that it gets used to the range, so we can run in and melee it afterwards? Vasa looks at Roberto just as she's about to wield her two swords, and she goes, Roberto! And then she whips out her arrow. Right. And now, let's see. That was a 14 plus a 6, so that's a 20. Alright, it's a hit. Do, 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 do. Well, that's a 7 plus a 4, which makes 11. And I don't know if she gets sneak attack on this one, because there's nobody currently engaging in a melee, Correct. unless right. Tompkins' weird body counts. Okay. So how right. much damage was done together? She did 11 damage altogether, and um, she would then use her other final action to pull uh, Tomkins' body out of harm's way. Okay. Um, so you launch an arrow, it flies, and it strikes true. As soon as the creature reels back, you dart forward, and you pick up Tomkins, and then disengage out of the way. The creature reels back, and then... When it looks back at you, it's already taken a new shape. It looks like you, just like you, except for very old. And you look at it and realize that it is you, and you've done nothing with your life. That you could have done something with your life, but now you're here. And this life is going to be something that you never do anything with. Ertleby, can I get a death save? <laughs> oh. I got a 13 A 13? Alright, that's one success yes. Roberto Just a tough old bird R- Roberto <laughs> um, reels back in a panic And yells to Tin Cover me As I run over to Ertleby's body Or her limp body And I mutter a few magic arcane words As I kind of <laughs> go like You know, like Avada not 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 that. We all have this like hopeful face, and then it goes to like horror. Go, like, <laughs> fatality. Um, no, I I muttered some arcane words and some. She light. always wanted to Ertel be out of the way. He saw his some, chance. Some <laughs> nature take its course. <laughs> some like arcane like magic erupts from around me and kind of I glows as I hold my hands over there and I mutter some words of magicness and I cure wounds. Uh, it's cure actually wounds. nature magic, but go ahead. Nature magic. I I always oh that's the second time I've done that. Um, I catch I cast na- natural. <laughs> it's not a word. Magic on so I cast cure wounds. Let's just go with that. Adamica Garden. <laughs> Alright, so I carry one side. That carry one is one D eight. Yep, plus your uh, wisdom modifier. <gasps> eight, a natural. Oh, I don't know. Eight, eight plus one, so it's nine. Yep, nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So it'll be your eyes uh, shoot open. <laughs> yes. Hooray! Get back in the fray, Grandma. It's going to attack you, uh, Roberto. Critical hit. <gasps> wow. Sorry, well, no. He rolled so low, I thought that the app had fucked up. 
Um, <laughs> not like I want to kill you. I was just like, that's not even pot. Oh my god. All right, I get it now. I had to redo its math. Um, four damage as it critically glances you. Critically <laughs> glances. Like this is the world's deadliest paper cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like yeah. fall like clutching the stairs. Um, but yeah, you take four damage as it uh, critically glides past you suggestively. Um, <laughs> the other one is going to uh, move forward and attack you as well. Uh, this one, it, it connects with your arm and you just shrug it off. Um, nice. Tin? Uh, Tin is going to uh, get out her glaive and strike the try and strike the one that Vasa attacked with the ranged weapon. Uh, 14. Hit. So you run, leap over uh, the body of Tompkins. Land next to it and then drive your glaive into it for. <laughs> one one damage. <laughs> Just trading paper cuts back and forth. This is all like very intimidating intimidation uh, cuts. <laughs> um, Vasa. Yep, so now that Tompkins' little body is safely out of the sight, she's gonna go ahead and attack, um, pull out her two. Scimitar and her short sword, and go ahead and attack the one that she was facing off against. That looks like her very old, and she just says she points at she points at the creature and she says, "Yeah, fuck that," and points at the old <laughs> useless Vasa. And first roll to attack. Okay, so the scimitar lands a five plus a six, which is a ten, and the short sword is a fourteen plus a six, which is a twenty. That's a hit. So altogether an eight, and then she uses her cunning action to disengage and dash back. All right. So you, um, yeah, you run through her, and then you dash back, and she kind of starts to reshape a little bit, and she reshapes until she looks like you currently, but you realize that the statement's the same. Vasa <laughs> makes a rude gesture, like two rude gestures <laughs> at the implication. Uh, Erdelby? I've had it with these nightmares. <laughs> moon prism power. <laughs> so she's going to use moonbeam, oh which uh, a silvery beam of pale light shines down. I'm reading this from my book. Uh, in a five foot radius, 40 foot high cylinder centered on the... Um, the one that attacked me. Um, and then when a creature enters the spells area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it is engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain and it must make a constitution saving throw. Um, it takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one and Shapeshifter makes its saving throw with disadvantage. Um, and if it fails, it also instantly reverts to its original form and can't assume a different form until it leaves the spell's light. Do these count as shapeshifters? They do. Oh, interesting. And then I can move it around. Um, pretty awesome. (laughs) Sis. All right, so... That's awesome. All right, so you have to avoid this, right? So I, I roll... Well, you, it's, um, no, on it's, its turn, it'll oh, it'll gotcha. it'll start its turn since you put it right on it, right? So yeah. it'll automatically have to make a check. Uh, Roberto, the power of the moon compels you. <laughs> There's two of them, right? They're mm-hmm. both attacking me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I would. I'm not happy. I would have to turn. I have to turn the, to the one that we've already damaged. Mm -hmm. I focus my strength and I just stab as much as I can into its what I think is its face with my two swords. So main hand, nineteen. Off hand mm -hmm. is nineteen as well. And then for damage, I strike yeah. a mighty blow to his face with my right hand and a tiny poke with my left hand. So yeah, you start slashing at the Vasa before you, and you find that already it's kind of like you, you feel resistance against your attacks. That's weird. Maybe it's every time it's shapeshifts. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Erdelby shouts. What do, I, <laughs> what do I have to pass, Erdelby? What's my uh, saving throw? Oh, it's constitution. Constitution? Okay, thank you. Uh, it fails. Oh, so then it takes 2d10 radiant damage. So 13. You summon down this huge <laughs> beam of moonlight that crashes down on it and it screams and it kind of like stretches and pours itself away as it tries to move out of the area but it can't get out in time and it you see it kind of get ripped up by this uh moon beam oh of, shit yeah terror the next one has to make its saving throw and it does so at disadvantage oh because it's a shape sifter <laughs> oh that's, okay that's right, that's right yeah uh it fails as well go ahead and roll damage 2d10 7 1 8 uh, so you watch as it screams in pain, and it kind of loses the face, like the face of Vasa melts away, then the armor and everything else, until it's just a just a shell of its former form. Um, you can kind of see traces of Vasa in there somewhere, but it's mostly been melted away by this uh, terrible uh, moonbeam that ripped through it. Um, For love and justice... It's going to move away, so someone gets an attack opportunity if they're near it. Okay. She's going to take out... Uh, Ex-Vasa takes out her rifle this time. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can't make an opportunity a... attack with a rifle. Oh, okay. Because it's like you're getting then... a real quick attack in, so you wouldn't have time to swap weapons, oh. line up a ranged attack, and then take aim and fire. Yeah. Even if I'm the fastest guns in the West. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. She, um, <laughs> she got a 18. 18? Nice. That's a hit. Nice. Damn. Don't let me down, D10. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, 10. All right. Nice. So it pours yeah. past um the first two, and then... You see Tin, like, spin her glaive and catch it as it tries to get past her. And it keeps running, but it's running through the glaive as it splits in half, liquefies, and shatters. Nice. 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 The other one, it's though, it used its full move. It used everything it had to get 60 feet away. Like, it's taking off really far. Tin, it's now your turn. It's business time. 60, 60 feet is still within a comfortable range of my rifle. <laughs> I'll take aim. Alright. Uh, okay, 17. That's a hit. Uh, 11. Alright, so um, yeah, you line up a shot, crack of thunder, uh, you rip a piece of it off, and it starts to reshape itself. And when it forms up, um, 
it looks like the uh, one of the masters. It's your master, but sh- you shot her in the head. And she's stumbling back, about ready to die. To everyone else, it just looks like it's fine. Like It, it looks like someone you've never seen before, but you don't feel that fear of it dying. Only uh, Tinge wrestling with that. New round. Vasa? Yeah, so Vasa um, used her movement to move forward 30, and then she's going to whip out her bow and arrow, and let's see if it hits. Um, You should also know that uh, Tompkins looks like he's about to go. Oh, Ooh. that's right, Tompkins! Uh, yeah, so now that... Um, <laughs> I've been rolling death them... saves, and he's not looking great this round. Oh, oh dude, I wish he would, like, give gurgles or something, like, you know, a little <laughs> dying <laughs> gurgle. This was, his, this was his gurgle. <laughs> yeah, so that was his gurgle. All right, so um, Vasa looks like... It looks like sh- she's unaware of Tin's uh, emotional dilemma, so she thinks that Tin has got it, so she quickly crouches over Tompkins and uh, tries to stabilize him. Whoop, it fell off, hang on. All right, that's a 14 plus a 2. That's a 16. All right, he was about to die. I rolled a 1. <gasps> I rolled it preemptively to see what would happen this round. <laughs> so that oh. was it for him if you hadn't if you hadn't succeeded. Okay. Oh my so God. Vasa's <laughs> extent of knowledge is stop the red flowing thing from yeah. happening. <laughs> so, you, yeah. you patch him up and like, I mean, obviously you know because the GM told you, but like Vasa hopes this is enough and he's just is kind of twitching. Uh, Ertlebee can move her moonbeam up to 60 feet uh, <laughs> after I cast this spell. Oh, Powers of moon <laughs> for love and justice. Roberto. <laughs> so you watch as the moonbeam starts to race along the grass and charge the creature, but it, you'll, it's your turn before the creature. So about how I get halfway to the creature and then I draw my, my longbow. 13. That's it? Oh, damn it. I rolled... Okay, I do 5 piercing damage. Alright, so it looks like you got even less of an effect on it than you were hoping, uh, as it kind of resists that arrow. Damn it. Okay. Um, But now it has to make a save. Fails. So, give me the damage. 2d10 radiant damage. It's 9... And a seven, sixteen radiant damage. <laughs> All right, so you watch as the moonbeam like races over and just pours over it and causes it to just liquefy and shatter in a huge explosion, and there's nothing left of it. And the, uh, Vasa would have called over to Tin, being like, "Tompkins doesn't look good." Tin, Tin uh, goes over to where Tompkins is. Yeah. At you with your because you actually are trained in medicine, right? Me? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, you just have a healer's kit. Yeah, okay. that's why I got one. All right, so <laughs> you're like, ah, maybe. Um, yeah, I was like, I mean, it looks like the blood stopped. <laughs> uh, Vasa would have looked at um, Roberto and says, "Roberto, what about your wound healing?" Um, I can only, I can only, I only have the energy to summon healing power once a day unfortunately well so we have an unconscious but potentially stabilized Tompkins but um if Vasa looks around can she see any immediate village or anything Roberto you're third level right um yes you can cast three spells a day (gasps) what (laughs) yeah 
I can cast the same one? Yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant, like, I can cast... I have three spells, like... Oh, no, 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 it's your choice. You can cast... You, yeah. You just blew my fucking mind! Okay. Well, in that case, I kind of saunter over to Tomkin's body, you know, just, like, brushing over my shoulder a little bit, like, hey, guys, I got this, I got this. <laughs> and I do like a fucking like Emperor Palpatine zap at him, but it's like positive energy. So like this green like lightning shoots out of my hands and like like leaves and like effects just sorry like surrounding Tompkins. And so you're then, just casting a rejuve in your mind. Yes. <laughs> Reju- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, go ahead and roll hit points. Four. Alright, so Tompkins, uh, his eyes shoot open, he goes, I'm hit! <laughs> and then he looks around. Tompkins, you lovable idiot. <laughs> He's back. Kind of oh. clap him over the shoulder, like oh. I've seen Vasa do to him many times. He's probably used to it by now. <laughs> he picks himself up. Oh, dude, oh, is it time? How long have we been asleep for? Oh. We're but, not but, sleeping again, man. Vasa <laughs> <laughs> says, "Why did you lead us lead us here?" This is the strangest path. We haven't even reached the portal. How far away are we? Well, it's been a day, and it's two days away. That sounded way more rude than I meant. I'm really sorry. Vasa. <laughs> I was Vasa just trying to do the math. Vasa just sighs. <laughs> and then she she looks at Tom and she says, "Tompkins." Huh. You almost died. Every time we sleep, the nightmare creatures come. Do you know of a way to prevent dreaming? Do you know of a way to prevent the nightmare creatures from arising from our dreams? He nods and uh, he walks over to you and he pinches your arm. Vasa reaches over and cuffs him on the head. Ah, what? I'm trying to keep you awake. Vasa. She's just... She's just looking off into the distance, like just willing herself to have patience. (laughs) This is the the wary expression on her face defies description. It just, she is so fucking done. But and then she's like, "I stabilized this motherfucker." I think we should get out of here. I think we shouldn't sleep. I think. If if anyone falls asleep, it should not be Tompkins. Tompkins, <laughs> you have to stay awake the most. We should just get out of here as quick as we can. Yep, keep moving. Just try to get to where we're going as fast as we as fast as possible. I bet if we had an elephant, <laughs> wait, it'll be her eyes widen. Once when I was a little girl, I saw a war horse. <laughs> it was very big and strong. Let me just uh, recall what that war horse was like. Um, <laughs> this is a very strong horse, and it is probably fast. What if I turn into this horse and everybody rides me? Oh, I guess we I, have two giant robots. I, I don't think... Well, the robots don't need sleep, so that's okay. Vasa, Vasa said, um, Grandmother, if you can carry uh, 
the dwarf and Tompkins, that is enough to help our speed. And um, Tin and Roberto, you must keep us awake at all costs. Okay. And uh, Vasa pulls out a whistle, which she did actually buy from the shops, and she yes. passes it to Tin. And she says, you need to keep us awake. Got you. Yeah. And then <laughs> Vasa looks over at Tompkins, and she adds to Tin, use pain if necessary. Oh. And he's like, I wasn't even sleepy until you told me to go to sleep. Alright. Nay! My B. My B, Tompkins. Nay! Right. So, What'd you say? Nay! <laughs> <laughs> so Vasa uh, picks up uh, Brummelstone and Tompkins and loads them onto her, uh, what's the name of Erdle Erdlemare? Or, or. Nay! Maritalby? Maritalby. <laughs> Maritalby. It's Maritalby. Nay! Um, Maritalby, uh, recalls she doesn't recall this she realizes that she's less sleepy as a horse because horses require approximately two and a half hours of sleep on average in a 24-hour period is that Animal in your in, in the stat write-up or are you remembering that? <laughs> or do you have a youtube video to prove this um <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does not comment on the sleep needs of the war horses in the book however um, as a sleep researcher, I am familiar with <laughs> the sleep needs of animals, and wow. I can I can also send you guys a link. A link. <laughs> no, no, it's it's okay. Yeah, as the group, we would be moving out like this. Um, Vasa on foot, Ertl be carrying the dwarf and the halfling, and the robots also just kind of watching over us. I am regretful because I am proficient in an instrument, but I did not think to purchase said instrument, so I'm sad. I could what have instrument been, are you proficient in? Um, that uh, Roberto would like to keep that a secret for now. <laughs> because he's gonna, he will reveal this at the right time. But for now, no. it's the clarinet, <laughs> the pan flute. <laughs> he's laughing because we're close. This is good. He starts to play. I can't control it. I have to dance. <laughs> no, <laughs> grandmother, settle down. Settle down, grandmother. You're a horse. <laughs> Let's not throw your your, your riders now. Yeah. His, his just a karaoke machine. <laughs> oh my god, yes. He is the karaoke machine. He just presses a button on his chest. Oh my god. What if we all sing A Girl Worth Fighting For from Mulan? Oh. We did this once before. <laughs> it's a good it one. Time. For a long time we've been trudging off to battle. Yay! Lumbering in the feel a lot Hate. Think what of a do I want? A girl worth fighting for. Da, 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 dun, dun, dun. Pan flute solo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, universe, we've been traveling like this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I need everyone to make a constitution check. I am a horse. This is great. Even the robots? Oh, uh, no, the not forged? the robots. They don't get tired. Oh boy, I have a bad feeling about this. I don't this. think so. I'll I look have it up a bad feeling I... about this, guys. I just I feel that natural one in my hand. 
Well, it's an, not a natural one. It's a, it's a six plus a two, which makes an eight. <laughs> It'll be just got a two, which makes a three. Oh. Y'all are uh, some sleepy mofos. <laughs> <laughs> we put I'm, all our effort into singing. Guys. We just, so I kind of mimic, I kind of make fun of them, like, pretending I'm tired when I'm actually not. <laughs> Vasa is cranky. And oh, she no, you guys do her- have to sleep. It doesn't oh. say anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't need to breathe, eat, or drink, but you do need to kind of, because you're, I mean, yeah. But physically, you can choose not to sleep. You just like suffer like a shitload of mental and physical, right, like, right. burdens. So, what did you guys roll? Uh, uh, let me roll. I rolled a. I have a three in total. Okay. I too have a three. I have a six. I have an eight in eight. Okay. Wow. I have a twenty-two. <sighs> Okay, so Tompkins is staying awake. The rest of you, um, it's not really feasible at this point for you guys to suddenly fall asleep since you're walking. So instead, you're going to suffer a level of exhaustion. Ooh, okay. How does that, what does that do? At level one, you have disadvantage on ability checks. So you have gone without sleep for so long now that yeah, if you try to make any kind of ability check, it's going to be roll twice, take the worst result. Oh no! Because you're, yeah, you're exhausted. No. Um, if you continue staying awake, it just gets worse and worse. But now, now it's the risk is that if, if they, you guys are have kind of put this together that like if the nightmares come out and attack awake members, all right, you can deal with it. But this time they attack people that were sleeping. Yeah. Like when they came out of Ertlebe the first time, they so attacked Ertlebe you guys. They, they skipped right over Ertlebe, but now. They've either learned to attack people who are sleeping, or that was just what they wanted to do for some reason. But you're worried about what they might do next. So basically, that means if anyone goes to sleep, we kind of have to like penguin huddle around them, so that like <laughs> and like just like swords out, just yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like a little pin cushion, all like sticking out. Form yeah. a little turtle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now. <clears throat> Roberto, you would know about this town. As I said before, it's a uh, merchant's kind of hub because it's kind of a resort town, which means that there's a lot of things you could find in this town to purchase. And one of those things, if you were worried about it, would be healing potions. You, um, on the second day, like I, I've, especially because you're just constantly walking, um, you do see the town. It's a beautiful town. It sits right on top of the lake. Um, they've built an infrastructure to keep the city afloat. Um, it kind of bobs in, in the water peacefully. And there's a bridge that goes across the entire lake. Yeah, so you can see it right now. And there is a uh, lovely um, kind of a cliff past it. Not a cliff, but like a like kind of like a mountain pass. And there's a beautiful waterfall. Uh flowing into the lake okay as a forge i have no appreciation for such natural beauty just kind of ignore it <laughs> as completely. a as a forged ranger who works with nature magic <laughs> yeah exactly with nature magic i actually have no appreciation for actual nature <laughs> so i walk past it as everyone else i guess reacts differently <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait are we going into the town it's up to you guys you um, can go around it i but this no. is more this might be your last chance. You don't know yeah. where where you're going next. So if you're going to stock up on anything, it's going to have to be in this town yeah. reliably. Yeah, Vasa Vasa says we need to 
you know, we need to um, stop here and, and stock. We, we will not survive if we keep going. Tompkins Vasa, looks dead tired and he's like, but what if... Vasa takes his ear and twists it hard. Ah! What if... What if Tremessa's put out in a, like a, one of those things on us? What? What? <laughs> like, um... Like an alert? Or like a warning? And or... then... What if Vasa they, like, says, sent mugshots with carrier pigeons or something? I don't know. Oh, I said if Bremelstone were awake and, you know, like, doing his thing, we could send in Raven, too. <laughs> too fast, too furious? Yeah. yeah Vasa, Vasa just says, we have we have to risk it. Um, we can't go in like this. <laughs> and she would... She would... Uh, actually, she would, she would say, um, you know, let me, let me just go first. You stay on the outskirts of town, and I'll let you know if... Um, if they try to, if I don't, if I'm not back in an hour, assume that they've gotten word of us. Wait before you go, take this, and Erdelby passes you her long trench coat um, that, from many adventures <laughs> back, she wanted. Uh, she thought uh, that some of the villains in the caves were toad people stacked on top of each other, so she made sure she got a, a long trench coat <laughs> so she could disguise herself similarly. She's like, "Well, this is a disguise." At the same time, I don't, I don't think we should split up, though, because, I mean, we're all exhausted. Well, Vasa, we Vasa just wants to check if can, she can like, even approach the town without yeah, being, like, just kind of, like um, suspicious. And if she can, then she'll come back and get everybody. Oh. And if she doesn't, okay. she'll run back and be like, no, no, abort, abort. Yeah, so, so Vasa <laughs> shoulders the trench coat, if nothing, just to cover her <laughs> battered rogue gear, and she walks towards the uh, entrance of the city. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> you're walking the bridge, and uh, there are two pikemen who are guarding the way, and uh, they say, halt. And Vasa halts. Name and, and business. She, she says, uh, my friend, uh, she says, I'm I'm a mere traveler wishing for rest, in, uh, for one night's rest in this town. And she holds up her two hands to show that they're empty. Your name? Vera. All right, give me a uh, deception check. All right, so I roll it with disadvantage. <laughs> An eighteen. Nice. Yep, they um Woo! pick up their pikes and move out of the way. But then the, all of us have to do that exact same check. Not if we all stack ourselves under the trench coat. She's <laughs> like, it's me again. It's Vera. I've just gotten a little taller. Vasa looks at one of the pikemen and she says, um, "I have a few friends who hid themselves for fear." Of whether the city was uh, this town was unfriendly or not, can I can they come with me? We are all tired. Where are they from that they would fear Bridgeport? And she says, um, "We're we're merely travelers. We don't know the reputations of the city, but we have been attacked by some wild animals, and we do not know whether you're friendly or not." However, How far I see do you, you come now from? about four days' travels. I mean, really? You so you're from Hogarth? I don't know. We're just traveling. Circus. We just travel from town to town to perform our to ply our trades, but we got lost and we're very tired of exhausted. Deception check. <laughs> See, this is this is where Vasa's like scrambled minds. She's not lying to her full potential at this point. She's just like, yeah, we're traveling performance artists. Oh boy, this isn't gonna go well. <laughs> we don't know these lands. Where are you from? I'm about four days away. <laughs> All right, so I'm just gonna stop here and say that she rolled a three. So with charisma, that's a plus four. 
I mean, so that she basically rolled a seven as her lowest, which I'm going to just roll again just to see in case she gets a lower one. She does! She gets a fucking two! So that's a six now. <sighs> he says, you look pretty weathered. Uh, you can come in, but we're not letting your friends in. It's Something doesn't feel right about this. And Vasa, she just kind of, she she checks herself and she just assumes the whole like tired word trap. And she says, she nods feebly and she says, I understand. And then when she enters the city, as soon as she's out of the guard's sight, she makes a quick stepped pace towards um, <laughs> what, uh, like what looks like the market center or something. And mm-hmm. if she has to, she'll ask any locals, be like, where's the apothecary? Where's the alchemist? Nope. No need for that. The uh, marketplace yeah. is pretty visible. It's in the town square. And there are shops that circle the town square. And then there are also all kinds of booths and bazaars and stuff like that. So you're able to find yourself a nice little uh, potions booth pretty easily. Well, she would want to talk to the apothecary, and her first question would be, you know, do you have anything that can stop me from dreaming? She kind of looks at you and goes, um, most people want a concoction for their itching. Um, Dream, well, dream, Vasa would be like, I need something, I need something to, to ensure that I sleep without dreams. And that could be a sleeping potion, that could be herbs, anything. And she's looking a little red-eyed right now, so the shopkeeper understands the urgency of her, her demand. What are we doing outside the city, guys? Playing I Spy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says, um, I think... Not sleeping is the last thing you need. I, I don't have anything for that. Mm. Why do you think you shouldn't sleep? Dear, you look, you look tired. And Vasa just says something like, I've just had nightmares. Uh, I lost my family in a fire, and every time I close my eyes, I just dream of them dying oh, over and over again. Hold on, I've got something for that. And um, he pulls up a potion and slips it your way. He says, this will help you. And Vasa looks at it and says, what is it? It's a potion of sleep. And Vasa says, will, that, will I dream in the sleep? It'll give you a good night's rest. I mean, I'd, if you dream, you won't remember it. And Vasa, well, then she, she pauses. She says, do you have anything that will compensate for a lack of sleep? He looks and he says, I have one such potion. <gasps> uh, <gasps> potion of vitality. Um, and Vasa, she's, she's sort of holding the sleep potion one, and she's looking at the vitality, and she says... How much for each? For the potion of vitality? He kind of looks around and he's like, 500 gold. Oh! And then Vasa looks at, looks at him frankly and he says, and she says, if you charge such horrible prices, your shop would not even be, be, be in business. I may he, be sleep deprived, but I'm no fool. He looks like honestly perplexed and he's like, this, what you're asking for is actual magical potions like not the usual concoctions people ask for this is this is a very rare potion he looks pretty sincere he's like i i'm not what do you think's a fair price i mean i'll i'll work with you on to a degree one copper piece <laughs> <laughs> and uh vasa just kind of like she looks way too wary to debate with him and possibly too tired to gut him in the, in in the stomach and then she says how much for the sleeping potion? This, for something like this, a hundred gold. Vasa draws in a slow, deep breath. And then she says, and if you were to have health potions, how much would those be? 
Oh, those are 50 gold apiece. I mean, I've got a pretty powerful one down here, but I mean, you don't seem like you really want to hear those kinds of prices. What does this shopkeeper look like? Uh, he's about 45 years old. He looks like um, he's got I don't know, short blonde hair. <clears throat> he's got a bit of a goatee that he thinks makes him look younger. He's got uh, traveler's robes. What time is what time of the day is it? Uh, at this point, you're probably there pretty early. I would say about ten, ten thirty in the morning. Uh, Vasa makes one last time. She says, "Do you have anything under twenty gold that just restores energy? Anything?" And he looks and uh, he uh, <clears throat> pulls out a small vial and he says, um, "This is good for staying focused." What is it? Just a focus potion? Oh, uh, it's just. <laughs> Uh, it's just got a couple herbs and... How much for it? I'd sell it for ten gold. Vasa reluctantly passes across ten gold, and she accepts the potion. There you go. Thank you. Right. And she, she makes a rude gesture on her way out. <laughs> uh, then um, she, basically after this, she um, moves to exit. Yep. And you also know that you can take a sip of it to find out what it does. Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, she'll take us. Um, she'll take the smallest sip as she's yeah. leaving the town. Uh, you get the brief, briefest moment of uh, focus, and so what it does is, if you drink it, you will gain um, advantage on your next skill check. For you, that means that if you drink it, you would lose disadvantage on your next skill check. So she leaves the city, um, the town, and she and finds the, the guard. The pikemen are kind of confused. Done already? And and she shakes her head and she says, no, I just need to tell my friends that I'm all right. And they look kind of weirded out. Suspicious. But, yeah. yeah, so you head out of sight. Yeah, and Vasa, when she returns, she would just say, um, that there is an alchemist there that's selling health, uh, sleep, and uh, vitality potions. But the prices are far beyond anything we can afford. The city guard let me in. The town guard let me in once. Possibly, they may do it again, but they will not let us all pass through. I have an idea, which is, what if I change into some kind of animal and do tricks on the corner and we get some gold that way? It's the morning. <laughs> people are on their way to the market. We can undo this for just a few hours and we can see if we can get enough gold to buy another potion. Plus, I can sneak in because I'll be an animal. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And Tompkins yeah. rubbing his eyes. He's like, why don't we just leave? Roberto <laughs> <laughs> like... is inclined to agree. Although that would be really funny to see. Yeah. Vasa admits, like, you know, I would have I would have attempted to steal or steal the potions, but it is the bright of morning and in my current state I couldn't steal the hair off a cow. Fine, but next time we're going to do something cool. But travel tent—they tra—they've traveled two days, right? So shouldn't they be like very close to the portal? Yeah, it's right behind that waterfall. Oh, that's what, yeah. uh, that's what Tompkins is saying. He's like, yeah, it's it's, it's right there. Yeah. So and then Vasa would share. She would show the focus potion. She says, "All I could afford was this. It will it it causes perhaps the briefest moment of focus in case we need it. But otherwise, I was not able to find help for us." Yeah, because let's... we're poor. Next place we get, I'm going out in the corner and doing tricks. 
(laughs) (laughs) And she she looks at Tin and she says, any thoughts? It took the nightmares quite a long time to find us when we had gone to this new world. Perhaps if we push forward and attempt to go to another new world, we can throw them off of us long enough to, uh, to regain our sanity. Vasa looks at Tin and she, she nods and she says, that may be our only hope. And then she looks at Tompkins and she says, can you, can you lead the way to the portal? And then she slaps Tompkins on the cheek and mm-hmm. says, Tompkins! What? No, that's why I wanted to do that. What? Tompkins, lead us to the portal. Oh, yeah, right. That's, yeah. And he kind of pulls himself up and starts walking forward, taking the long way around the lake. As, What's as the short way? As, as, <laughs> the as Tompkins begins. To, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be no, shorter no. if we swam? Or no, that's too much. You have to they, make they a would, skill they check. Would drown. They would drown. They would. They could drown in a puddle at this point. Like they just need to keep going. I could just walk across the bottom of the lake since I'm a robot. <laughs> yep, you don't need to breathe. You're already so rusty. You want to rest some rusty. more? I'm not rusty. I'm sh- I'm shiny. Yeah, you make you take the long way around the lake, but eventually you do uh, come up to the waterfall, and uh, Tompkins stops and stands for a second, and he kind of looks down. And he says, I just remembered how we used to have so much fun running through this thing when we'd get here. And Vasa would clap him sharply on the back and says, well, <laughs> pretend it's just like that. And then sort of usher him forward. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, he rushes forward as best he can as his exhausted state and uh, gets through the waterfall. Um and when he turns around to wait for you guys, you can see like the slightest hint of a smile as he's kind of remembering. Vasa just follows after sh- without any uh, <laughs> give a shit. Any... Yeah, she just she's just exhausted, she's bone <laughs> tired. She just walks through. She's like, if there's death on the other side, at least I can sleep. He ain't got time for your sentimental shit, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys journey another um, half hour through the waterfall, into another cave system, and you're taking turns left and right. Like, this is a far more complex cave system than you were expecting, but Tompkins knows exactly which way he wants to go, it looks like. And then finally he stops in the middle of a um, tunnel, and he says, all right, here it is. And there's nothing in front of him. And he turns around, and he's like, you guys ready? And Vasid only says, you first. And he nods, and uh, he walks forward. Does he hit the wall? Hmm? Does he hit the wall? Does he disappear? What does he do? He just keeps walking down the tunnel. Vasa follows after. So you walk through, and there is a point where you're walking through the tunnel, and it doesn't seem like anything's really changing. You're not sure what he was talking about. As you walk further into the tunnel, a sharp ringing noise screeches through the halls. It is unrelenting, and it's at that moment that Ertleby hears this noise that she knows exactly what it is. I'm home. I mean, Vasa would have Vasa would have half drawn her weapon. Says, "What? What is that infernal noise?" Oh, nobody knows. 
Well, Come on, somebody, move, people, move! We need so, to find out what it is so we can kill it. <laughs> no, we need to get home and visit my family. Oh, God. Thanks for listening to World Walkers. This episode wraps up our first chapter as the group leaves Obrimos, the world of Shattered Timelines. Our next chapter takes place on the steampunk world of Cog, home to Ertleby, Withers, and Tin. If you want to support the podcast, there's a few ways you can help us out. You can check us out over at facebook.com slash worldwalkerspod, or you can find us on Twitter at worldwalkerspod. You can also visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash worldwalkers. By becoming a patron, you'll gain access to artwork, early episodes, bonus episodes, and even a monthly live draw Q&A meetup where we sketch and answer questions. Thanks to Kevin McLeod over at incompetech.com for the music you heard in today's episode. And I also want to thank Sirenscape, who provided the sound effects you heard today. Visit them at sirenscape.com. You can make a pizza out of anything. I Well, I'd like this an is. enjoyable pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like my tortilla <laughs> salsa. We call that a Cheese taco. Cheese pizza? This is just a taco. <laughs> <laughs> I totally Keep imagined getting... like when Pirtle B was touching the guard's hand, like the eat moment in E.T., when he goes like <laughs> be good <laughs> and then they just like leave oh. that's what I was thinking <laughs> did you ever see like the uh, re-edited version where they took out all the guns and put in walkie talkies of E.T.? yeah yeah they, uh, Spielberg felt bad uh, for a brief moment and thought it was weird that these FBI agents uh, pulled guns on kids because Steven Spielberg doesn't live in the real world, I guess, and thinks that would be unrealistic. <laughs> um, and so there's a there's one version of the movie where like they swarm where they think Elliot is, and they whip out walkie-talkies and point them at Elliot's area viciously, not knowing that he's gone. <laughs> oh my god! Ridiculous. If you say anything, we're gonna record it. Yeah. <laughs> you better not. You wanna get two weight, bitch? <laughs> so um. <laughs> anyway.